so you know i can cut this bit out but it is recording <laughs> i feel like i can't say anything you can say things it's got sweaty hands <laughs> going in <laughs> hi everyone uh this is kaden and you're listening to happy hour history which is uh my podcast where i drink with a friend and and teach them a history lesson today i have probably my most nervous guest yet <laughs> holly who's been really stressed this whole time that she's not going to say the right things and I've told her that there's no script but um so today Holly um I'm going to be teaching you about one of my favorite um ancient women uh Julia Agrippina who you said you didn't know anything about nothing at all nothing at all um so yes I'm gonna teach you about Agrippina I'm just going to call her that from now on but technically her name's Julia Agrippina not that that's really important um before we get into any of that though um welcome to any new listeners um for everyone else you'll already know this is a comedy history podcast so uh we're gonna swear you're allowed to swear Holly uh we will have drinks involved um, this one is a pretty dark episode in terms of some of the content that I've been doing recently. They've been a bit more tame in comparison. Um, so there's a... Yeah. She told me she wanted intrigue, so I've given her intrigue. So with that said, uh, language warning, content warning, don't listen to this with children, maybe. Probably the Roman emperors aren't the people you want to be starting your history lessons with for children. But with that said, sorry to my mom for all the swearing. <laughs> I always apologize to my mom. I had it on that I don't lot. think she listens, though. <laughs> one day she will. Well, she's on one, so. Um, so with that said, uh, we'll get started and we can get into Agrippina's life. So we're going to roll the theme music. So today I'm teaching you about Agrippina. Uh, Like I said, she's one of my favorite women from this period. She comes from a very robust family line. So you said you didn't know too much about this time period, which is fine. I will say for you and for anyone listening, shit's going to get dense for a couple of minutes. Oh, God. Just because, like, you need to understand her family situation happening. So Agrippina um, is one of the younger members of what's called the Julio-Claudian family tree. It doesn't really matter, like, who were the heads of it. One, well, obviously, one half's Julio, one half's Claudian. Um, I realize I'm nodding along, which yeah. is, like, really not helpful in a podcast. <laughs> she's just like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she's part of this Julio-Claudian family, and they um, go back to Augustus Caesar, which I assume you know Augustus mm-hmm. Caesar. I'm actually going to have to remember all of these names. No, so not okay. all of them. I mean, some of them, <laughs> some of them will be more important than others. Um, for a while, like I said, this is going to get a bit dense, so most of these names you don't really need to remember. Um, okay. I'm just giving you a kind of trying to show you her family line. I should have printed out 
a family tree and I thought about doing it. I actually have one in here. Indeed. Um, so I'm zooming in a little bit because you don't really need anyone before Julius Caesar. It just doesn't matter. Okay. But at the top, you should be able to see Julius Caesar. Mm. And then he, the little like dotted lines are adopted people. So they're not actually, the Romans were big into the idea of like adopting. Right. And they're not even literally adopting them. It's just sort of being like, oh, like you're my ceremonial son now, basically. So right. you can succeed me. So they weren't going on for Christmas dinner or whatever. No. So, well, maybe. Um, so, so Caesar, Julius Caesar, um, had adopted Augustus Caesar to yeah. be basically his heir. So he takes over. Augustus is the first of the proper emperors. So Julius Caesar's not, he is and he isn't, but he's not really an emperor. Why not? Complicated I reasons. Like everyone like, him Empress Caesar. Yeah, I mean, because Caesar comes to literally mean emperor. Right. Which is why he's Augustus Caesar, or Caesar Augustus, or like however you want to say it. Um, so Augustus Caesar literally means like Augustus the Emperor. Um, okay. And that's why like in Russia, the word Tsar is from Caesar and Kaiser is from the word Caesar uh, for Germany. So they that held on for quite a long time. But yeah, so this whole family tree dates back to Augustus. So at the bottom of this uh, family tree, you will be able to see Agrippina's line. Now it's mm-hmm. confusing because you may see it's a bit. There's a lot of people on there. You might see that there's in fact two Agrippinas, and that's going to be oh yeah a child and a mother. So this is going to be confusing for a couple of minutes. Okay. So sh- the one I'm going to teach you about today is the daughter, the youngest of the Agrippinas. She's actually sometimes called either Agrippina Minor meaning that she's just the younger, or literally Agrippina the younger. So either one. <laughs> Original. So Agrippina Minor, who we'll be talking about today. How, um, she, sorry? How on earth do you say, is that her husband or brother? Who? This person with the oh, same name. Oh, Demidius. I don't know how to say the first word. I, I would guess Gnaeus. And surname. Um, Ahanabarbus. <laughs> Okay, I, I only know Dominius. That's what I'm going to call him. How hard when you're a kid trying to learn to write your name? <laughs> That's <laughs> impossible. Just doing your Latin work when you're a little Roman child. Yeah. Um, okay. So, little Agrippina. Yes, a little Agrippina. So for a while, we'll call her little Agrippina to make it easier because there's obviously going to be two Away. for a bit. If, if we start from kind of the beginning of the family tree, Augustus, um, he marries his second wife, whose name is Scribonia, which is a cool name, and I think we should bring that back. <laughs> I actually genuinely think that we should bring back Agrippina. It, she's the coolest lady. What? People should be naming their children Agrippina. No, it really sounds like that thing when you're scared of spiders. Arachnophobia. Yes, but I still like this. So I all am I can think of is a little I love, spider. I just, I just think Agrippina is so cool that I want her to have little children named after her. Yeah, but if people don't know the story, it'll just be a really random name. That's true. They won't be like, oh, look at Caden channeling through. But she's an amazing, I, I, think, we des- I think we deserve it. I think There's a lot of funny it. names on here. There's, There's one a called lot. Agrippa up here. Agrippa? Yeah. That's where the Marcus. Agri- yeah. For Marcus Agrippa, a friend of uh, Octavius's. Oh, sorry. Octavius being Augustus. Same name, same person. Oh, God. Confusing. Anyways. Um, yeah, so if we get back into it. Yeah. Augustus marries his second wife, Scribonia, and they have a daughter called Julia. And you're right on the place mm-hmm. you are in the family tree because she marries Agrippa. They have a daughter called Agrippina Major, which is where the name Agrippina comes from. It's just the female form of Agrippa. Did Agrippina have a sister called Agrippa? That's not very original. Look, is that her sister over there? I would assume that's a brother. Agrippa Posthumus. That's a brother. That's a boy name. Oh. Yeah. So they've not been very. They've not been very good about naming their children. <laughs> he's really obsessed that's with himself. So lazy. He just. He just has to have all of his little juniors. So lazy. Yeah. Okay. So so Agrippina Major is then of course a daughter of the child of Augustus. So she's obviously a grandchild of 
the um, yeah. the emperor. Yeah. She will marry Germanicus, you can see there, <laughs> um, and they jointly have several children, including a daughter called Agrippina Minor. Now, if we go the other direction, so that's her mom's side, she which has, is... They have so many kids. Yeah. Well, Agrippina has a lot of siblings. Yeah, she does. Everyone else only has like two or three on her. Well, I don't know if they're all listed on there. They might have condensed it slightly just for ease. Um, I could be wrong, though. They do have an abnormal, and we'll get into that, they do have an abnormal amount of children. So if we go up the other side of her family tree, Augustus would divorce his wife, uh, Scribonia, so that he can marry Livia Drusilla, and divorce back then was pretty normal. So they would have, so she actually, Livia, uh, the first, like, empress, she has, because the first wife happens before Augustus becomes the emperor. Or, sorry, not the first wife. She's the second wife, technically. But Scribonia happens before... Um, this all kind of takes place. So when um, they're together, he's not an emperor. As far as I know, yes. I could be wrong about Did that. Did he just upgrade check. when he became emperor? He, um, yeah, I think he just was looking to marry Livia. He was just into it. Um, I'm not positive. I could be wrong. I don't I don't know that Scribonia is actually ever called empress. So if it happens okay. while he's in power, she never has that title. So, she, so Livia has two sons from her first marriage as well. So they've both already been wed. Um, right. They will never have children together which doesn't really seem to bother them. So she has these two kids. She has, uh, obviously, one is named kind of, they're both sort of named as heirs, possible heirs to Augustus because he has a daughter, but he doesn't have a son. So they can count even though they're not his. So they're not his. They're not even remotely related to him. But because they're okay with adoption, like he was not at all related to Julius Caesar. So they don't mind the idea of adopting. And like, it's more about who raises you or even like who kind of you're following in a way i feel like that must um, have caused so much drama at the time yeah it at least if it's like done by blood like you're in or you're out but yeah if you can sn- like sneak if you, your way yes. into the family and this whole story is basically about sneaking your oh. way into the story I'm excited. her children livia's children she has two one of whom is called drusus he's the second son and drusus is the one who will oh, give yeah have his own children and i need to be looking at my actually so she has this is an insane family tree it's a it's crazy so yeah so she has two children she has tiberius and drusus uh drusus will marry drusus uh, i've said it to him so many times is the second son so he's not really next in line to inherit and in fact he will not inherit as you can see on there but he gets married to him called antonia um they have children together including a man called germanicus so that is the man who will be Agrippina's father, because I mentioned Agrippina Major will marry a man called Germanicus. He is a child of the side of the family that comes from Livia. So he's not technically related, but his family has been adopted oh by by the emperor. So it's really confusing. And on my one, there's a dotted line between Germanicus and Tiberius. Yeah, so... Um, so then his uncle adopts him. Yes, so adopts him as his own um oh child God. technically this so, so it's a it's a hot mess um there's this is insane it's one of those things where i um i hope that this is sort of made sense to anyone listening but if it doesn't make any sense please just google the julio claudian like family tree because it is a mess and to be honest like in a way it's kind of nice because they can bring in people who aren't technically like incredibly blood related i mean technically livia's family is still in, like very noble they don't have a direct blood relation to um, Augustus Caesar, but they they're still very noble, so it works out. So big Agrippina, yeah, and Germanic, Germanic, Germanicus. 
even though they kind of look connected on this, they actually have no blood relation. I think they might be, like, distant cousins or something. I mean, they probably all are. They are, yeah. They're all still noble, so it's really hard to not be related. And that's the thing I was going to say, is that, like, you know when you, like, plait your hair or, like, have, like, a one of those, like, pastries that's, like, braided inwards? Yeah. Basically, if you can imagine that this family tree is just a big braid... And everything comes back in. (laughs) So to be honest, they're not really, even though they are bringing in people as like adopted sons, it's all very much within like one realm of people. Mm-hmm. And they kind of marry each other a lot. So it's not like, you know, it's, it's not like Pharaoh's like marrying two children together who are like brother and sister. Yeah. But it's. You know, you're keeping it sort of in that family tree. Yeah. Um, you're bringing it's like everyone your family back friends. In. Yeah. It's like when you get together for Christmas and all yeah. the random people that you only see once a year. Yeah. And you're in your like group. Yeah. And you're bringing them all back in. So they're all yeah. kind of marrying between each other. Okay. So hopefully that made some sense. So we're down to Lil A. Yeah. So Lil A, um, she's at the bottom there. She um, is a descendant then through both of her family's lines of quite important people, both the emperor and the empress. And Agrippina. Uh, little Agrippina, she is actually born while her, I believe, great-grandfather Augustus is still the emperor. So he's still totally in power right. when this happens, which, you know, he lives for a long-ass time if his like great-granddaughter yeah. is being born. <laughs> so that's kind of what you need to know. Okay. Um, is that the background done? Yes. Well, right. that's that's sort of most of it. So you can... I feel oh. like it's time to crack open the I'll drink take, now. Yes. Now I've focused. You've, you've probably earned it after yeah. trying to follow that. So to kind of sum all of that up, basically, uh, Germanicus and Agrippina Major, Agrippina Mama, they are married and they are very, very popular. They're a horrendously popular couple. Okay. Um, they will have several children, like you saw. Um, Nero, not that Nero, though. Um, so someone named Nero. Uh, Drusus, Gaius, Julia Agrippina, who's just Agrippina the Younger, Julia Drusilla, and Julia Lavilla. For ease, I'm just going to call them all by their second names because they're all called oh, Julia. God. Um, so yeah, so Agrippina, Drusilla, and Lavilla. And Sounds don't like worry, a really bad nursery rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, not all these kids will be lasting too too long. Okay, good. Um, I can not keep track of them. I feel like I should have bought a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> um, so Agrippina Minor was born in November of the year 15 A.D. She's actually born in modern-day Germany near Cologne. Uh, her father was um, a general in the army. So he's very popular. He's really good with his troops, and he's very well-liked. His wife, Agrippina Mama, she is a bit odd for the time because usually wives of generals and, like, army men don't follow them. They stay wherever they are, which is generally Rome. doesn't have to be. Right. Um, especially if they're as well-connected and kind of noble as she is. But she really loves her husband, so she's going to go with him, um, which is probably uh. why they have so many kids. I <laughs> she know, loves so him cute. too much. She actually, no, she loves it. Like, this is a true love match. Like, Aww. obviously, they have to kind of, like, you know, it works because it's in the family and everything, but they adore each other, like, too much. They're the cutest couple you've ever met times 10. Um, <laughs> couple girls. <laughs> so yeah so they're really cute they are kind of is like jammy something germanicus all right germanicus Gem- i might just make that up from now on you just call him jeremy 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 um, and big a big a yeah so big a and jeremy are um, <laughs> in love with each other and 
so she decides that she's going to go with him on his military campaigns, uh, which is, like I said, uh, they have an abnormal amount of children. Mm-hmm. And it might be because they truly loved each other, which they did, and that would make sense. But also, it's just the proximity thing of a lot of times if your husband was in the military, you didn't see him a lot. And because they were together, they had ample opportunity to make many children. Um, so their family is bigger than average. What was the average? A couple of kids. Maybe two or three. Just like enough. 2.5. Yeah, like, 2.5. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just enough to keep everything in order, but not too many that causes problems. So she is, like I said, she's born in the year 15 AD. She's described in her life as kind of being like an average looking kid. Um, they only really mention that she's... A That's p- so harsh. Yeah. Why write that? If she's average well, looking, just don't bring it I up. I mean, no one said those words. But she apparently she had a prominent nose. There's like a, a wax tablet that's yeah. like average looking. She was fine. <laughs> Uh, she had a prominent nose and a round face. It's kind of all we really know. She's not considered a great beauty. I actually kind of like this. I mean, first of all, it's a bit annoying that women are always... You can yeah, always does that find... Even matter? You can always find a description of what a woman looks like in history. You can't always find a man's description. But you yeah. always get a woman's. Um, having said that, I actually it's kind of... changed over time, has I it? I actually kind of like this description. Um, just because a lot of times in history... Because this story, like I said, it's going to get kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And to be honest... Without spoiling anything too, too much, she's going to be seen as quite manipulative later, especially by historians. Right. And it tends to be that historians, especially in this time period, liken um, kind of these politically engaged and manipulative women to being very, very beautiful because the only way they could possibly manipulate things is through their sexuality, which is why actually um, I was listening to another podcast um, a while ago about... Um, Cleopatra and everyone always describes her as this gorgeous woman and she's so sensual and like she has these weird pleasure boats and things yeah and actually like a lot of the people who are around contemporarily to her life say that she's pretty average looking but but because she's a strong woman who becomes pharaoh in her own right she must be this temptress who gets because people think there's no other way there's no other way she could have yeah yeah exactly so it's crazy it's historical sexism essentially so I actually kind of like that they do describe Agrippina as being a bit average looking because I mean I guess they don't it, like you can, her. You can credit some of like her other things. Like it's clearly it's, not. It's all her it's looks. her brain. It's her own what brain. she what she ends up doing is all her own. Yeah. Um. I mean they don't like her and they do think she's manipulative, but I like that it's not because she's just like a sexy woman. But isn't there that thing where everyone thinks women are like manipulative or bossy, whereas if a man was doing yeah. it, it would not be seen in no. the same light. No, not so at it's all. Great to know that's uh, yeah, it's through history always. <laughs> but now with added weird things about your looks yeah i um, mean it's it's outrageous that's always the first thing that's yeah. described about someone yeah so i figured i'd get it out of the way really quickly <laughs> so average a so yeah a little <laughs> average a to sum things up a bit her family went they kind of traveled sometimes together um not that often they were off on campaign obviously so she was born and then she had a sister born as well and eventually they were sent back to rome to be kind of protected and raised while her mother was still with her father on so campaign the kids didn't go with them not not necessarily they're quite young obviously so it's a bit easier just to have them in one place it's because you know disease and stuff she has a couple of older brothers as i said she has three older brothers one of whom is named gaius and this is sort of just a weird funny story but um they had Gaius and they started putting him in little like miniature versions of like the military's outfits including it's so cute (laughs) including tiny little like military boots 
that they would wear. What? On tiny little baby feet? On tiny little baby feet. Oh, so cute. And so, and of course, the army, like, the army loves Germanicus. They love Big A. And they see this little tiny baby looking cute AF in their, like, a miniaturized version <laughs> of their uniform. And they go nuts for this kid. Oh. But, of course, you can't look at a little baby and say Gaius, because that's just not a baby's name. Yeah. So they see this child, and they're like, we love this kid. We're going to call him... In Latin, they're going to call him Little Boots. Oh, no. Because of his tiny little booties. Stop! That's so, so cute. So her 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 older brother, but the third of the little three boots. brothers, his name's Little Boots. But um, I'm sure... Boots. I'm Yes. <laughs> but I'm sure you'll recognize this name because Little Boots in Latin is Caligula. Okay, I do. I thought you were going to yeah. say another name and I have to pretend that I knew just no. to like, act like I so, had some knowledge. So her, brother, so her brother Caligula, Caligula actually means little boots. So that's not his official name. His right? name's really Gaius. Oh, but shit. he's gone down in history as Caligula. Emperor Caligula, like the crazy... That's him. That's him. Her brother becomes him. Yeah. So we'll talk about that later. But oh, that's God. where... So that's where it comes from. So his name, he actually hates that name when he's older. Because he's like, I'm not Little Boots. Stop fucking calling me Little Boots. <laughs> I'm um, grown up. I'm so, Big Boots now. <laughs> I'm Big Boots. So when he's Emperor, no one actually at the time is calling him Emperor Caligula. They're calling him Emperor Gaius. Oh, uh, um, God. That's so confusing. But we're not going to do that. We're going to call him Caligula. It's easiest. Fine. So yeah. So he is Caligula. Oh, that's where it comes from. It's little bit. He got a tiny little like spear. He should have. It's so cute. Like a little plush one. Yeah. And like I hope he had one of his hats. Like the little, little plume. Yeah. He. They went mm. mad for little boots. They were like, bring us little boots. <laughs> so they loved like him. Like a mascot. You know, like a yes. football game. He's like, like their the little mascot. Runs out. Yes. There's like a big war and like little boots just. Just shows up out. and everyone's like, we gotta fight for little boots. <laughs> my little boots. Uh, <laughs> He's just running around. So yeah. So so she and her sister are sent back, but they keep little boots because he is their <laughs> breadwinner. Bullshit. They like, keep little boots. That is bullshit. So she yeah. She could wear little tiny boots too. Yeah, but it's not as cute when it's a girl because you know sexism. What? You know. Could be. You know. She could Sex. dress up like a yeah. They don't have to know. Maid. They don't have to know. <laughs> But yeah, so people love little boots. So that's just a funny story. But did, um, did they? Did you say she had more than one older brother? Yeah. So she has two before so Caligula. We'll get there. Um, so she has two and then Caligula. So he's the third of three sons. Can you imagine being the firstborn? You'd be like, "Fuck's sake! I could. I had little feet. I wanted. I could have been little they, boots. Why? Why weren't you guys this imaginative on the first kid? Dude, they've done it twice. And Took like, you we three are kids. Missing a trick. <laughs> they found the PR move in this child <laughs> to pop them out. That's maybe, why they had so many. Maybe kids. Caligula was just like an adorable baby, and they were like, "We have to capitalize on yeah, this." Yeah, these others were ugly as fuck, <laughs> but now we have a good one. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the babies do commercials and stuff. They're like, mm. "No, no, we have, we have to use this." Um, so he's just adorable. So while her father, mother, and little boots are traveling, <laughs> they're on their travels and they become I love it. So the parents become embroiled in a feud with a politician <gasps> called Piso. You're not he's not gonna be in the story for too long, but okay. his name's Piso. I'm not gonna remember. Um that. no, it's fine. Um so Piso is friends with the current emperor Tiberius. So Augustus has died. Yeah. The next in line who is now emperor is called Tiberius. And he is the ado- he's the uncle who adopted Jeremy. Yes. Right. Yes. So Tiberius. Um, I'm trying really hard to keep these people. No, it's okay. It's gonna get head. really messy. It's gonna. We're gonna go through one, two, three, four, about five emperors in this story. Oh, shit. Um, so I'll try to make it as easy as possible. But for now, mm. Tiberius is the emperor. Okay. He has a friend called Piso who is causing problems for Jeremy and Big A. Right. And little boots. <laughs> um, so. 
they're they're involved in this kind of feud and people know about it like it's kind of public knowledge and so about what? about honestly it's Nothing. not it, i mean it's just not worth getting into. okay it'll be it's a long story and it's okay, just skip, it's all skip. political stuff um yeah so they're they're involved in this feud and it means that they're kind of actively against the emperor not like publicly or anything but like the emperor is causing problems for them through this guy called pizzo because he's taking pizza's side i'm quoting him yeah pizza. yeah so pizza's causing a problem and tiberius and pizza are best friends basically Oof. like they're good they're good pals and so i think at this point tiberius stops really liking jeremy That's so not a good place even though he was adopted it's like he's not really looking for that guy to be his next in line so while they're doing this um germanicus became ill while they were in antioch which is uh, turkey okay. and he dies which is the worst oh no um, so germanicus i did not think that was happening <laughs> germanicus passes away and big a claims forever that he was poisoned because of this feud because Oof. they were with piso pizza pizza i'm gonna mess this up every time <laughs> i've just gone through like the range Look of different words using his real name <laughs> <laughs> so pizza she's like pizza poisoned my husband <laughs> He maybe it was Jeremy. maybe it was on the pizza um so she's really obviously does anyone else think that oh yeah people are thinking Ooh. it so she's desperately upset because like i said they're madly in love yeah and so she by saying this is implicitly saying the emperor that the emperor is involved and that he's kind of at fault and everyone knows this because everyone knows Ooh. that if she's saying that piso did it then they're good friends. It probably came from the emperor. And she's lining herself up to get poisoned as well. Like, yeah, that's a bad move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a great move. Don't say that publicly, and then still stay next to pizza and the emperor. Like they'll get you. <laughs> yeah. So she makes Ooh. a big kerfuffle. And to be honest, like what you need to know about Germanicus in this story is, is that his death is. It was described in another podcast that I listened to this way, which I really enjoyed. It was basically the death of Princess Diana and the death of JFK rolled into one death. <laughs> everyone loves him he's so popular his wife and his kids and little fucking boots boots. (laughs) and they just are so devastated when he dies i have no idea this (laughs) when when he dies um agrippina is about four so he's you know between like five and seven i would say without doing a google search i'd say between five and seven because he's not that much older than her oh god and is it just his mom and little boots yes i mean on campaign yes well i mean obviously they have like all their people and stuff but like in terms of the family (laughs) just imagine the two of them like walking around just walking around with their little hiking stuff and their boots um yeah i gotta have the boots um she just has a little like uh suitcase with her that just has the boots (laughs) can't lose the boots um so yeah so they're basically saying that tiberius maybe poisoned her husband so she's not happy about it so she stages the biggest pr move in the world she will personally carry his ashes back to rome the ashes of her husband so she like has you know and when she gets to rome of course she has to make this like all of her kids join her when she gets to rome and they make this big procession into the city of like a deep mourning parade basically so like the opposite of a happy parade it's kind of like when princess diana dies and obviously like her like her ex-husband and children have to like awkwardly follow her casket and everyone just gets to watch their sadness which is creepy because it's yeah horrifying especially yeah. when they're young when they're young it's horrible so she has all of her kids come and they just make this horrifying like progression into the city while she's carrying his ashes and people are like lining the streets to watch oh. the widow of their like favorite general come back with his ashes and they're all like 
in Tiberius. Ooh, she's starting trouble. So she's starting trouble. So it gets people kind of riled up. And like I said, um, little A is about four when this all happens. So she's really young. She doesn't really know her dad that well. Yeah. But she knows that everyone loved her dad. And she's like, I am important. Because everyone my, loved him. Because my parents, A, have like the most noble lineage. And together they make me even more noble than both of them. Yeah. Um. And B, everyone loves my family. Like, look at them cry for him. Like, I'm important. Yeah. So that's a big she thing. She honestly sounds to... like a real brat. I'm oh, she... like the lay. Well, she hasn't lived, she hasn't done anything too well, bratty yet. Saying. Yeah, but she sounds has the like potential. She has the potential to be a brat. But she, this is, this is kind of the world that she grows up in. A world where she doesn't really know the amazing mm-hmm. person that is her father. But she knows that he was important and that the people respected him. And so to sum it up, uh, I've said that about six times because the story is so complicated. Um, I'm with you so far. Good. I'm all over this. So after her father dies, um, her mother will end up in another feud with another ally of Tiberius's. He's called Sejanus. So Sejanus is trying to steer the empire in a way that a lot of people aren't pleased with. And um, Tiberius's son will pass away which puts the sons of Germanicus kind of in the prime spot to inherit next. Because Germanicus obviously had been adopted. Tiberius had his own son, so he's like, we won't have to use that anyway, because that's just like an extra in case something goes wrong. his son has now died. So Germanicus is dead, potentially because he wanted him dead, but now his son's dead. So now he's like, oh shit. So now they're like, "Mm, maybe. Shouldn't have have poisoned my backup air. Yeah, well now, I mean, they have all of Germanicus's sons, and he has, he had three sons, so... Um, so all of Little A's and, and everyone's brothers. like, little boots. Yeah, they're like, little, little boots. <laughs> um, they're going to regret that. Um, oh, God. So instead of doing anything, Tiberius decides that he's going to fuck off and go to a pleasure island. just said he died. No, Tiberius' son dies. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Tiberius is still alive. He's still emperor. And he and his friend Sejanus are, like, running the show. But then he's like, you know, what if I just left? So he goes to a pleasure island and basically just, like, has a lot of sex. He on just goes on, like, a booze cruise. Yeah, just, like, for a long time. Like, Hibitha. Yeah. He's for, gone for, like, a month. Oh, a he's, month. Gone, he's gone for longer than a month. He's gone for, um, I don't even know, but it's too long. <laughs> so, while this all happening, Sejanus is, like, sort of second in command. So, he's running the show. And he wasn't particularly loved by all of the potential next emperors. So, we've got all these heirs. And obviously the emperor's not dead. But we have all these heirs kind of lining up being like, who's going to take the throne next? And Sejanus is like, wow, these people all hate me. <laughs> um, so he decides that he is going to attack their family. And this is like a oh. very, very simplified version of this. So for anyone listening, if you're really familiar with this time period, why are you listening to this? But <laughs> um, forgive me because I'm dr- like drastically oversimplifying. But he's going to try to get as much as possible to get rid of the family of Germanicus because they're very powerful and it's not good for him. Right. Um, so but does he have sons or does he want to be the next emperor? He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't really have a claim, but he needs whoever becomes the next. He's just being a bit of a bitch. He needs, like he needs the next pe- person ideally to be in his pocket because he, right. can, he can rule from the background. It's what he's been doing with uh, Tiberius. Tiberius does not care. Yeah. Enough for what he should be doing. He's like out of office on ceiling. <laughs> yeah, he's he's tapped out for the weekend. Um Oof. so so yeah, so um so Janus is like, if I'm gonna keep being in power, I need to make sure that I am having a good working relationship with whoever comes next, and whoever comes next can't be a Germanicus. Can't he kid. just adopt one of Germanicus's kids? No, because he's not important Why? enough. He's not important enough. Oh. Um He should befriend them early. Yeah, he should have befriended them, but their mother hates him now, so it's too late. Yeah. So he decides that he yeah, is true. going to try to have some machinations happening, and eventually, very long story short, Agrippina's mother, Big A, will be sent to um, an exile island. 
So an island where she will just be stuck there forever. This sounds a lot less fun than the island the emperor's gone to. No. <laughs> they have a lot of islands happening. Um, her eldest son, Big A's eldest son, so Little A's eldest brother, uh, is sent to a different exile island. Yeah. Um, and the people are not happy. They're like, no, don't take the family of Germanicus. And he's like, I don't care. Um, and he does this with the permission of Tiberius, as far as I know. He is so ballsy. Yeah. There's just been the little sad funeral, and everyone's everyone's sad and yeah. crying, and he's like, Ha-ha-ha. I mean, there might be a slight time lapse there, yeah, but, but yeah, he people does. People don't forget, though. No, people don't forget. So he gets rid of them, and he sends them off to be in exile. Um, just the oldest brother. So firstly, just the oldest brother. Eventually, it comes to be, I think he actually turned the second brother on the first brother, which is how he gets the first brother sent into exile, and then he'll turn on the second son, too. And he gets sent. So the so it's um, Big A, her first son. Uh, her first son is called Nero. Uh, not but that not Nero. The Nero. <laughs> not that Nero. Um, so Nero will be sent first into exile, um, a different island than Big A, but it's around the same time. And then a little bit later, her second son Drusus will also go. Can you imagine Christmas dinners when they all go back together? Well, they don't because well, they're all nice. If, if they, they did, did, they'd be if, like, come on my island this year. And then they'd get there and be like, hey, remember that time you stabbed me in the back? <laughs> yeah, that would suck. And they'd be like, your boots aren't even that cute. Well, so Cal- Caligula's luckily still safe. Oh, so Caligula and the youngest daughter, the three daughters, um, are young enough that they're like not really being seen as political threats right now. And so, with the girls anyway, they wouldn't be considered. Well, right? yeah, so the girls are fine. And then Caligula's still pretty young. So they're like this one. Maybe he thought maybe this is the one that he could. He could get his hands get, on. I mean, I don't, I don't really know that he tries to, but they okay. don't seem they don't seem worried about Caligula. So okay. they leave him be. They're all three forced into their own exiles. Um, it doesn't happen for a good bit of time, but they will all die in exile. Um, so oh Agrippina, Agrippina Major, so uh, Big A, she will um, either starve to death or starve herself to death. What? <laughs> Depending on how she's feeling. <laughs> what kind of island was it? Like, was it an uninhabited island? Like, she literally, like, I mean, in Paris to the Caribbean when they just chucked Jack Sparrow off on an island. I don't know that it was necessarily that bad, but obviously when you're on an island and you can't leave, they can control what happens to you. Mm. So there are some, ex- there's basically two types of exile. There's a type of exile where you are kind of still in the lap of luxury. Like, you're living in a nice villa on yeah. an island. You have your servants and everything. You just can't be politically involved because you're removed yeah and then there's a type of exile where it's basically like fuck off and die i honestly feel like exile one doesn't sound that bad no like, exile I could just one, take my family i'd be like fine yeah exile one doesn't sound too too bad unless you're I'd really in the political game and then you're kind of mad but about i mean it. for me personally i would not be in the political <laughs> game so they'll die in exile um and so she never literally never sees those members of her family again um, once they're sent off. And she's That's not so really... She probably has no memories. Yeah, and she's not really allowed to, like, mourn them properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so this meant that now she only has her older brother Caligula and her two younger sisters. And they're being cared for by one of her grandmothers called Antonia. Um, Which when, side of the family is she from? The father's side. Right. Um, and so we have a gap in time where we don't really know what happens to her because she's just, like, not important enough to write about. So they didn't write anything down. Um, <laughs> But unfortunately, that all ends because she turns 13. And once she's 13, she's from this super important family. She is now marriageable. <laughs> so they're going to write about her because they're going to be like, who are we going to marry this child to? Um, now, unfortunately, um, because her father and her two older brothers are both dead. I know she has another older brother, but like he's irrelevant right now. Okay. Um, but her father's dead, obviously. And so the head, like the head man within her family is technically Tiberius as like, a great uncle or something like he's up there the obviously 
Yeah, the emperor. Yeah. Who has exiled... Who has maybe poisoned her father and helped exile her mother and her older brother. Yeah, so he's technically the head of her family. So I'm really he's, not sure he has her best interests at heart. I'm thinking in two, maybe <laughs> not. Um, so, so he's the one as the head of the family who gets to choose who she marries. Uh, plus he's the emperor, so even if he wasn't, he could just overrule. Do whatever he wants. Um, but so he wants her to marry. She's 13 now, so she's, you know, primed to be wed. Obviously. And um, <laughs> he decides that like she and her sisters are from this incredibly noble line like i said so on the one hand you can't like anyone you marry them to is going to have their stock increased right and they could they like that husband and then their eventual children they could stake a claim (laughs) on the throne so on the one hand marrying them is very dangerous but on the other hand to not marry them is almost worse because then what happens if they like run off with someone so you have to marry them very strategically, right. hopefully to somebody with no political goals. <laughs> okay, because then he can, like, have control of it, right? Yeah. So he can't, so Tiberius can't marry them to somebody, like, really, really, really below their station. Because ideally, that's what you do. Give them to somebody who's so unimportant that it doesn't matter. Yeah. But you kind of can't do that because it is still about, like, oh, these children are so noble. You have to give them, like, decent marriages. Um, but you also want to give them to somebody who is such a fuck up that they're not going to, like, try to take yeah Yeah. try to take anything from you so tiberius finds but at this point he has no other heirs right i mean he can adopt the other thing about the romans is is they're not really keen like the like medieval renaissance kind of kings and queens are about having children as their rulers so even if the next in line is a baby they'll tend to pick somebody else and adopt them as an adult because they're like well you're an adult like you can you are serving a purpose now yeah um and obviously like the the empire as a thing like having an emperor is so new we're only two emperors in yeah so it's something like they really need adult men to be doing this role and not babies yeah um so yeah he could have adopted somebody but um he decides that he is going to have her married to Domitius, who we mentioned earlier whose name is really long but i'm just sticking with Domitius. wait who is he uh he's gonna be her husband no but who is he just like an unimportant guy He's he on the family tree. He, yeah, the one who remember you made me read his name because it was Ooh, really long. Him, yeah. All right. So he is from a noble line, um, and they're actually, I think, potentially distantly related. Maybe not. No, they actually. I'm not positive about that. All right. Um, they're probably related somehow. Um, always is in the royal family. So. Yes, but um, <laughs> or empress. But so, like I said, she was born in fifth, the year 15. He's born in the year 17, which makes it sound not so bad. Except that he's born in 17 BC. She's born in 15 AD. So they're 32-ish years apart. Oh. If those years are correct, they're about 32 years separated. So she's a 13-year-old marrying a guy ab- so about 32 years her senior. Like, when she was born, he was already, like, twice as old as she is at this time. Yeah. He was 32 when she was born, so that's yucky. Ew. Ish. 32-ish. Um, so he's oh, so horrifying. much older than she is. Um, and according to a historian called Suetonius, who I'm going to mention many times throughout this podcast, um, but unfortunately wrote this many, many years after it all happened, so it's doubtful that it's all true. Right. But according to Suetonius, um, Demidius was a man who was in every aspect of his life detestable. Oh, I answered my own question. I apologize. They were first cousins once removed. So they were they were actually quite related. Um, <laughs> That's quite a relation. <laughs> he was he was first cousins with her father. So their first cousins was yeah. removed. Um Yes. I mean, I think that counts as close family. That's quite close. I have Christmas with my first cousins. That's quite close. Yeah. So do I. Um, Yeah, so they're pretty closely related. Um, 
And oh, God. So, so it's icky. Very, very gross. So basically what you need to know is Demidia sucks. Um, he's way older than her. Uh, he has a bunch of, like, issues. He's not politically motivated, it doesn't seem. Um, and to be honest, like, the thing is, is that, like I said, this is all, for the most part, written after it's all happened. And, like, mm-hmm. this whole, like, if you imagine at the end of this story, which is going to be in a while because it's a very long story. But if you imagine at the very end of this all, that this is all being written once they know how it ends. Yeah. So they describe him as sort of being crazy. Uh, which you might not have seen it at the time. Right? Yeah, which is going to make sense later because their child isn't going to be particularly sane. Oh, Little A's um, had a real, a real shitter. Little A's having a bad time of it. Her so, dad was poisoned. Everyone else got exiled. And then she gets married to this guy like three times her age who's, yeah. who's shit. Yeah. So oh, their, their child is going to historically be pretty well known to be a, not the sanest man. Um, and so some people think that when they describe Demidius as being a little bit not sane – that it's because they know what happened and they're so they're like retroactively changing the story yeah. so it might not be that he does these things but supposedly he once uh saw a kid in the street like picking up his little toy or whatever and decided that it would be really funny if he charged his chariot at him and ran him over so that may have he happened crushed him yeah just crushed a little kid <gasps> for no reason just thought it was funny just a tuesday you know um, oh my god! And then there's another story where he supposedly like he should have was... been driving at thirty in like a street area. <laughs> you gotta look both ways. Yeah, left, right, left again. Um, so he also apparently, you know, supposedly um, has a slave that he tells to like drink with him or whatever, and like have all these drinks, and then the slave doesn't drink enough, so he kills him. He's like, you didn't, don't you understand that you're here to be like my drinking partner? He's like, drink faster. <laughs> So he kills him. Oh, that is bad. So, yeah. So he this guy, if he does these things, is incredibly crazy. But we're not sure if he genuinely did them. So it's up in the air. Um, so that's her husband. So great guy. She's 13. She's like, awesome. This is great. Yeah, he sounds like a great this is going to, to be in her life. This is going to work out very well. Oh, no. Um, so... Uh, has he been married before or is he just like a creepy old guy that no one i mean i don't creepy know old guy. he's 33 now at my age that no that creepy he's old. he's 32 years older than her oh and she's 13 so he's like 45 ish okay so that does still seem quite old yeah he's pretty old. considering people back then didn't live like that yeah old was he not married already i don't know actually i didn't look mm. that up maybe he ran over his first wife and maybe like, he was just like on to the next one done with you well we have some funny deaths like that in here as well so maybe funny deaths the best kind the funniest of deaths they're pretty sad actually um so while this is all happening um eventually caligula her older brother um you know we're a few like we're we're getting a little bit older now caligula will be sent to the weird pleasure island with tiberius so he's not exiled Little boots has gone to the ibiza of yeah rome <laughs> yeah so it's uh yeah he's you know he's not little boots anymore he's a man he's big boots. and he's gonna he's gonna go to this weird pleasure <gasps> island and he's like invited he doesn't just go for fun he's like is the emperor still there the emperor is still doing it's like really he's there for a while um yeah so Jesus. he will be there uh with tiberius and you would think, like, if you were invited to go hang on a weird island with the emperor who hates your family, you'd be like, oh, shit, like, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Never come back. But actually, they seem to have, like, cozied up to each other and become friends. And so uh, he was named as the heir. So Caligula will now be the what? heir. What? That is a real weird turn of events. Maybe they just, maybe they really got it on with the ladies on the pleasure island. and Maybe they were, he was a really great wingman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the emperor was like, you know what? Do you know that my friend here? He's the Have emperor. you met my friend, little boots? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they uh, 
they kind of get off like with no, they're bros yeah they're bros um right. and so he's gonna be the heir and then eventually if we you know forward in time Bloop. 37 ad tiberius will die um probably of pretty regular old people stuff um he was 77 years old so he's not young oh my God, he's quite old yeah people in this story actually live a decent amount of time unless they get murdered in which case then it's any 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 guess um but he dies, and it doesn't seem like it's, like, a poison thing or anything. He's just an old dude. Um, we have, like, liver poisoning, hanging out on the pleasure island for, like, three decades. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then Suetonius, again, uh, writes that just before the death of Tiberius, Domitius, her husband, was charged with treason, as well as with acts of adultery and incest with his sister Lepida. Wait, sorry, who was getting charged? Um, the creepy old guy? Yeah, her husband. Right. During, right before Tiberius dies. Her husband is charged with treason, um, as well as adultery and incest with his sister. Uh, but es- they're right; he was a bad guy. <laughs> He's a bad dude. But escaped mm. owing to the charge of uh, to the change of rulers. Sorry. Um, so Caligula comes to power when Tiberius dies, and he's like, oh, that's my brother-in-law. Like, we're not going to get that guy in trouble. Well, it should be the opposite. It should be like, oh, this guy, like, cheated on my sister with his sister. I mean, who knows if he actually if he actually did that. I mean, he could have. He very well could have been doing weird incesty things, but, like, I, you don't know. I feel um, like if my brother became, like, the all-powerful emperor and then didn't get, like... Get rid of that dude. Get my boyfriend, who was just sleeping around with other people, plus was, like, way older than me and a generally well, horrible Well, to person. be honest, I'm not sure that she's too fussed about it. Because you think that they probably could have gotten... she Once her brother's emperor, she probably could have gotten rid of him if she wanted to, her yeah. husband. But she doesn't. So probably she wasn't that fussed. I mean, I don't think she likes him, but... Um, You'll notice that he was charged with treason as one of the charges, amongst yeah. amongst the other weird things. And it seems that that was the only instance of him being politically engaged. And his mother, because, like, you know, typical Roman mom, is like, <laughs> you need to be a politician. Like, what are you doing with your life? You're a weird 45-year-old man doing nothing. And he never wanted to be politically involved. And then all of a sudden, he's getting charged with treason for political escapades. And some people might argue that Agrippina is pushing him to be politically involved because Ooh, she's interested. Boy. So it might be that she was working through him. Um, and, you know, that's all kind of, like, that's maybe, an maybe idea. Maybe she was like, haha, he might be shit, but, like, now I can get my clothes into him yeah. and, like, use him. And, like, he once she's, once she's a bit older, like, she thinks that she <laughs> well, might like be 15. able to... Yeah. <laughs> she might be able to kind of work through him. She knows that there's limitations on women in this in this kind of time period. Mm-hmm. Um, but she can work through him. And she's a really smart person. So it is potentially that she didn't want to get rid of him because she thought, like, better the devil you know yeah. than somebody that you kind of can manipulate. Yeah. Um, so this all comes, like, this all happens. He's allowed to obviously get off on these charges because uh, Caligula comes to power. The same year that Caligula comes to power, which I'll talk about in a minute, uh, Agrippina also gives birth to her son. She's 22 years old. Uh, she names her son Lucius. Um, I'm not going to stick with that because that's not the name that he'll be known by. Um, okay. He actually changes his name later on, and it's just going to get too confusing if we have too many names. Okay. Um, you will know him as Nero, and it's that the Nero. Nero. That Nero. Ooh, so her son is that Nero. Nero. <laughs> yes. So his name actually is Lucius, in case you're wondering. It's kind of like the Gaius Caligula situation, but yeah. Nero's not a weird diminutive name that's like about, yeah. like, it's not like baby talk. It's just another name. Nero um, doesn't his uncle like... was called Nero, the dead, one yeah, of the dead brothers. But that was not the Nero, and this is the This one. is the Nero, yeah. Is that her first born? It's her first born, and it'll also be her only born. 
Um, so she actually, so she records her own memoirs, which is amazing. Unfortunately, they oh, do not wow. survive. Oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that was a real roller coaster. That and I was like, oh my god! You're like, yes, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so apparently, some of the historians had seen the memoirs right. and like write with some of the knowledge of the things she says. Of course, as I said, the historians okay. will hate her. So it's like not great stuff. But they yeah. do have a bit of extra knowledge because of the things she'd written. The things she writes do not survive. Um, if somebody finds them, please let us know. Um, but so in her memoir, she actually writes a pretty long bit about how her birth is, which is un- like kind of abnormal because most women would never talk about that. Yeah. But she writes about it in her memoirs. He was a breech birth. So, you know, back then probably would have killed you now yeah. you could get a c-section but and she's 22 like she's 22 she may well not be having a breech birth like very dangerous most women would have died um but she writes about this like i said it's kind of a weird thing for her to have done because generally you wouldn't talk about that it's very private and the private and public lives are so incredibly separated um at the time period but she probably did this for a couple of reasons firstly um it's her memoirs and she can basically make this like a similar thing to like men writing war stories so it demonstrates her own strength um also it might have been done to connect him to his great-grandfather agrippa who we talked about earlier um on her mother's side not that important we just said that he was there um (laughs) the blank look on my face was like holly looked really shocked (laughs) agrippa was her mother's father right which is where the name agrippina came from um if you remember he also i was like he also had the son called agrippa all right Um, i'm back with you so her, sorry, great-grandfather, and I apologize that I said that wrong, her great-grandfather, Agrippa, um, oh no, his great-grandfather, I'm a mess. Her <laughs> grandfather, his Nero's great-grandfather, Agrippa, uh, was also born breech. So she's connecting Nero to his own great-grandfather. Uh, people back then were quite aware for some reason that he was born breech. I don't really know why that made the tabloids, <laughs> but it did. And so t- to them, the link that she's making there would have been understood. Obviously, right. we have to explain it. But they would have been like, oh, yeah, and Agrippa, same way. And everyone loved Agrippa. Are these, like, memoirs, like, a diary that she's writing in for herself? Or are they being spread to people? I don't know. To be honest, I think she was keeping it, like, like a diary for herself with the intention that, oh, like, like it would be it. saved. I don't yeah. know if she was necessarily going to, like, publish it to, like, the people then. But with the, except, like, with the expectation that it would sort of be a record of her own life. Right. And that, you know, at some point we can look back at it like we look back at Suetonius or something like that. Um, it's not, unfortunately, something that we can look back at. Um, but, yeah, so she has these kind of dual reasons for potentially saving this story. And um, there's another kind of back to this, like, there's another side to it, I guess, in which Romans were also quite superstitious. And so some people thought that the breach birth meant that um, the child would be cursed to, like, misery which she should not be publicizing that wait but it's also one of those great things that you can add that fact in after you know everything's happened like suetonius writing later because of course nero like you don't have a stellar reputation you don't need to know anything about nero to know that he's not gonna be a hot emperor yeah (laughs) um so yeah it's one of those things that you can sort of sprinkle in later as like beautiful foreshadowing um which at the time like you might have heard of this and you might not but it didn't impact great granddad his grand his great granddad yes. well, everyone, everyone loved him he Agrippa. didn't have a bad life no i don't think so breached. yeah so it's it's one of those kind of those ideas of like omens and stuff but it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily always come true um there was also there was also a story of like visiting a soothsayer and the soothsayer basically telling her um your son will be emperor 
but he will also kill you. And she basically replies um, very kind of stoically, and I'm paraphrasing this because I haven't actually written down the real quote, uh, but she basically says, let him kill me, just let him be emperor. So oh. she's bo- she wants this so badly. She's like, my son oh my is going to be the emperor. She's and like, like we, a real like dance mom. Yeah, she's you know a tiger mom. see now when she's just like... <laughs> pushing them <laughs> my child is gonna be the star of the show yeah more spotlights more spotlights. um and that's what you said earlier oh. about you know about the idea of like these adoptions and stuff that it's it's kind of this big fight of like who is gonna be the next heir yeah. and she is aware that this is a game that she's gonna play for her child but at, so at the moment her older brother is emperor yes when her son is born yes so he is in with a good chance yeah he's in it for a decent chance so he's not out of the out of the realm of possibilities yeah. all right um so she's like my kid is gonna be no matter what happens i'm gonna make him emperor and that's like her life goal um and at the time that this all happens her husband Domitius, who has of course just had his first son which should yeah. be exciting for him. Yeah. He supposedly says, and this could also be a lie from, like, the future, but he supposedly said, I don't think anything produced by me and Agrippina could possibly be good for the state or the people. <gasps> what? So drama. <laughs> He's not a very good dad. Jesus. That is not, like, the motivational, like, talk you need from your parents <laughs> when you're, like, getting up to go in the morning. Love and you like- too, dad. <laughs> I mean, if you wonder, like, if you actually, if he actually did say that, and he, like, did think that this kid was going to be, like, a mess, and also if you had all these, like, weird prophecies and stuff, and, like, omens about you, maybe you would grow up to be crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's not, like, a like, solid start. In what life, other options are there? You'd be like, hey, here's my mom who was forced into marriage as a child, and my dad, that creepy old man who's, like, done dodgy things <laughs> and with it's his also, sister. And it's also sort of like, um... They don't believe like, me. Like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if someone tells you, like you are going to like you you have this weird omen around you like this dark aura that you have been born into like a life of misery and stuff then you're like yeah maybe my life is going to be terrible yeah and like you you do that thing where you have one bad thing happen and he's like it's foretold yeah like it's my foretold. life was always and then like, like and then i have to spread misery and make yeah, everything terrible. there's no point like yeah trying there's to go no the point other route which is foretold. why potentially some of these omens and things were added in later it's like yeah. as like the beautiful foreshadowing after effects um but regardless as i said i told you yeah it's terrible i told you that i would get into a bit of caligula's reign so we're in the first year like i said when she has nero yeah um and in the beginning caligula is a welcomed emperor so you might have ideas in your head like preconceived notions about him um but at the beginning, people are really excited. First of all, they're like fucking little boots. <laughs> little boots is the here. Is our emperor. He's made it. He's the head boots in charge. <laughs> he has a big ass boots now. Um, and yeah, so people really welcomed him. Tiberius was not a particularly well-loved emperor. I mean, he literally just disappeared for a yeah, while. He did shit. Um, so people didn't really like him. And to be honest, Tiberius like wasn't a very personable person as well. Like, he didn't have the kind of... right. Like, he wasn't a politician in the way that people go out there and, like, wine and dine and schmooze the people. He didn't do that, and people didn't like him. And Little Boots' dad's Jeremy, was yeah, super popular, so popular. So they're like, yes, we're like, the kid of Germanicus. Like, we love this family. He was our Little Boots. Like, he's yeah. the emperor. He's a cool guy. I hope, like, you know when... The royals got married recently. Everyone like dressed up like them. Like yeah. them. I hope that when he became emperor, they people like made their kids hat. like put on little boots. Little boots. <laughs> um, so he's definitely my favorite character. <laughs> well, it's gonna so get darker. Oh, it's gonna no. get darker. If um, something bad happens to little boots, I want to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get worse. Um, so 
yeah, so he's really welcomed in as the new emperor. Um, Tiberius's government had imprisoned some people on laws that were a bit questionable. Mm-hmm. So he frees these people from their imprisonment. Um, he gives the military, like, bumps to their wages. He lowers taxes. So the common people are out there little with... Boots. They're out there with their signs. They're like, we love little boots. <laughs> Caligula, you've done it. And, like, lowering taxes... They love that shit. The military getting more money. Oh, my God. They're like, we've loved this kid from his infancy. Yeah, like, we knew this was coming. We knew. We loved him. So he's incredibly popular. Um, and during this time, he gives, yes. <laughs> Hand in the air. Holly, yes. Question. What happened to pizza? Is he gone? Uh, pizza's irrelevant to the story right. now. Pizza's out. He's out. I've been trying um, really hard to keep the names in my head. But well, if I can yeah. delete him. Yeah, Pizza's deletable. He was only there to talk about, like, what happens with okay. his father, like, Germanicus's death. Okay, so he's um, Yeah, he's irrelevant now. Right. Um, so we have a new emperor, um, and he, like, he's obviously very family-driven, just like the rest of Germanicus's children are. So he decides that he is going to give his sisters a little, like, bump as well to help them out. Right. So he makes them, uh, he gives them the same rights as the Vestal Virgins. So they're not Vestal Virgins, but he gives them the same kind of powers in society. Uh, Vestal Virgins were allowed to sit and view public games from the upper seats, which no other women in society could do. Um, they have bodyguards, and any harm that came to a Vestal Virgin or Caligula's sisters was punished by death. So like, and you like kick them or like stare at them the wrong way, they're like, oh, kill that one. Um, so they have like they're they're a really nice societal position and it's not often that women are given the rights of the vessel virgins it happens a couple times before this but it's pretty rare um there's also coins that he issues with his own face (laughs) and on the back side of it for the first time ever he has all three of his sisters um one coin yeah so all three of them kind of small obviously but (laughs) it's a crowded coin yeah so he's on one side and then they're on the other and um coins like this had never been issued before because it's the first time that women were on roman coins so really exciting cool so the three sisters make it on so little a and her two sisters yeah so little a and her two younger sisters are on the coins and uh he brought the family back together i feel like they've been through a bit of a shitty period and he wants them all to kind of be you know strong and powerful looking Suetonius also notes that um, he wanted, uh, Caligula wanted all of his sister's names to be included in any oath that people gave. So he writes um, that the oath itself that people would say usually to the emperor would be, uh, and then it includes the sisters then is, and I will not hold myself and my children dearer than I do Gaius and his sisters. What a good big brother, honestly. Yeah. So he, so the, everyone who swears an oath to him has to swear it to him and to his sisters. And also, um, they would say, favor and good fortune attend Gaius Caesar and his sisters. Of course, like I said, he's being called Gaius by the people, like, officially. But he's always going to be Caligula. <laughs> they know who he is. Um, but yeah, so he, he's trying to kind of include his sisters. Um, <laughs> despite all of this... Things go very wrong very quickly. So there's like oh, no. there's like a golden period of about three or four Should months. Should we just stop here? <laughs> yeah, the story ends. And they, all, the live, end. they all live happily ever after. Um, oh, so no. everything's great for about three or four months. And this is amazing. Three and or four like, months. That's no time. No time. No time. Oh, no. Um, unfortunately, it seems like he contracted an illness or potentially was somebody was attempting to poison him not really sure probably an illness deja vu deja vu um, yeah ever well the thing is anytime anyone gets sick in roman times they're always like it's poison poison <laughs> so you never really know he could have just been ill 
He could have caught something from that dodgy um, pleasure island he yeah. chilled out with. And with maybe, maybe emperor. he just had, maybe he just had like, um, like syphilis or something and it was just eating his brain. Yeah. Um, I mean. So I don't know, but he, whatever it is, he survives the illness. Um, but his, his demeanor changes. Uh-oh. And so a bit like Henry VIII after he gets like jousted in the leg and he has that weird open sore and then he's always angry for yeah. the rest of his life. Um, Understandably, I think. Yeah. So he, uh, Caligula, he uh, suddenly is angry all the time. He's prone to violence. Oh, little boots. Um, he's really driven by sex, which in fairness, you know, sex island, so whatever. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, he picked that up young from his weird adopted uncle. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he is suddenly oh, really no. just easy to enrage and he's not kind of a safe guy to be around. Does um, he have a wife? Yes. He has a couple of wives, actually. Um, and so, <sighs> apparently, there's one... Story. I'll get into a couple of the stories of things he did. Okay. But one good one for now is he was at the games once, and they were watching criminals be eaten by animals, which, you know, fun to do. It's just Saturday. <laughs> Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> Saturday with the boys. Um, and it's, it, it, is, it is literally all the boys, because except for Vestal Virgins and his sisters, yeah. no one else can be there. Um, so they're watching criminals be eaten by animals. It's a good, it's, you know, it's a good show. And then suddenly he's like, suddenly he's like, mm, we've seemed to have run out of criminals and this oh, isn't no. great. So he has an entire section of just event goers who are just there to spectate. <laughs> they're thrown in because he was bored. No. He's like, he's like, we need more. Sorry. Bring Shit. him, bring him around. And yeah, so they're just murdered. No. And I mean, can okay. you imagine being like, oh, mom, I'm off to the games. Like, see you just at seven. never coming back. <laughs> never comes back. And your mom's like, where'd you go? And they're like, oh, he was in row C. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you heard it all happen, right? Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. no. Yeah, so he's kind of a messy guy. Um, That's not cool. So he also, at this point in his life, and it actually may go further back. And again, this is all speculative <laughs> writings from later on. So we don't know how okay. true this is. He is also accused of incest. So Suetonius, who again is writing about 80 years later, says uh, Caligula lived in habitual incest with all his sisters. And at a large banquet, he placed each of them in turn below him while his wife reclined above. Of these, he is believed to have violated Drusilla when he was still a minor. Um, So he loved Drusilla the most. That's the middle one? Yes. Drusilla was his favorite sister. He adored her. And, like, we're not sure how incesty it really was, but he did genuinely love her. So, in whatever, whether it was incesty or just, like, slightly too close brother friendship, um, he adored Drusilla above all the others. Maybe yeah. that's why he let little A's husband off, because he's like, oh, I see where you're coming from. Fancy my sister, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know how it is. Um, so, Oh, God. So the, uh, there's also another quote. I'm so disappointed in Little Boots. I know. I've been his biggest fan the whole time. I know. Of this story. It all goes so wrong. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Suetonius also says, um, the rest of his sisters he did not love with so great an affection, nor honor so highly but often prostituted them to his favorites. <laughs> oh so it my. seems like he may have, if he was doing all these things, which, again, he might not have, he was prostituting the other two sisters out. He may have been a little incesty with them, but he was mainly focused on you, Drusilla. Like, he's like, don't worry, Lily. I'm not having sex with you tonight. But Someone here, else will. Here's one of the boys. Here's my pal. Here's one of the boys from the arena. <laughs> yeah, so it's really good. Oh, God. And they're probably like, well, I guess at least we weren't in row C. <laughs> um, so... Like I said, Suetonius is writing all of this about 80 years after Caligula dies. 
Um, Seneca oh, and another man, much. I believe, who is called Philo. Um, they History. were, yeah, they were <laughs> contemporary to this happening. So they were. So Seneca and Philo are living at the same time as Caligula, and they make no mention of this at all. <laughs> so I they reckon. they criticize the emperor quite harshly. They do not say anything about the incest. So it's and at the time incest is also sort of a way that you can like it's basically a tool to say hey this guy's a bad like emperor or governor or like whatever he is in government like bad senator or whatever but it's also like but he's also incesty you know so it's kind of a way of making you just seem worse as like a bad government official i mean we all have to make our own judgments on people and i'm gonna go ahead and believe that little boots wouldn't do you want to you want to believe it so you're just yeah, yeah I i'm gonna that. ignore that we did we really false history we really like little boots and we wish he didn't do that and like, I, in this bit, if this was the story of his life, we'd flash back to him as a little kid with his little fluffy hat on and marching through the streets with his dad's ashes, and we'd be like, no way. He can't. He wouldn't have done Not this to boots. us. Um, unfortunately, like I said, in whatever capacity it was, he did genuinely love Drusilla. Okay. She was the favorite. And in 38 AD, Drusilla dies of a fever. <gasps> this one doesn't seem like a poisoning. It's just a fever. That's all they say. Um, so no one seems too worried about... Because honestly, if you've got a slightly crazy emperor and you have the one girl who can calm him down as his sister, no one's going to poison her. That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so she um, dies of a fever um, and he, the death just upsets him so greatly. And it makes everything worse because she was the one who could kind of calm him a oh, bit. Oh, God. Um, so he gets, like I said, he gets a little bit worse. How um, can you get worse from sending a whole section of seating into their death just because um, you're bored? So I'm not sure. So some of these things might be a little bit later in time. So okay. I'm going to talk about them now. I was actually going to talk about them later, but I think it makes more sense now. Um, so it might not all be while, like, it might not all be happening directly at this moment, mm-hmm. but it's just important kind of to get a feeling of who he is as a person. Okay. Um, so a couple of the things that Caligula supposedly does, again, might not be true. Probably not. Um, he gave his favorite horse his own marble mansion. And the horse also had his own slaves. Um, there's the whole story that he makes his horse a consul. That probably didn't happen, um, making him consul, but he does have his own mansion. So I am a bit such weird. a fan of that. No, can you imagine being like, Mom, I got a new job. And then like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm butler for the horse. <laughs> you know how it is. I have a... I have a big house to like, like keep watch of and like keep clean, and it's all for the horse. And he's just like, nay, and they have to like run in and get him hay and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so he has his that favorite horse that he gives some uh, extra special kind of treatment to. Uh, he also <laughs> supposedly goes to war with the god Neptune. With the god, um, yeah. So this doesn't really make any sense. So Neptune, Poseidon, same person. Yeah. Um, same god uh this one might not be like genuinely what you think of because the story is kind of that like he goes to the english channel basically where they haven't crossed yet right and he decides that he's gonna go to war with the sea and it's ridiculous and he has his people (laughs) he supposedly has his people like go out to the ocean and like stab the water and stuff don't really know what that's supposed to do um that story might be ridiculous. Like, it might not have actually happened that way. But it does seem that he did have his troops go to the English Channel. And then his armies were getting a bit overworked. And they weren't really happy. So he's like, but you, but like, he's like, look at the ocean. Take as many seashells as you want as the spoils of war. You can take as many as will fit in your helmet. Because these are our spoils in of your the helmet. war. And people are like, 
the shows no, the people fucking are like, show what i'm sorry are we not getting paid this month <laughs> <laughs> he's like no it's the shells <laughs> so they're not happy about this um oh, he also God. he also um he found <laughs> so the, a supporter comes to visit him and he's and the supporter's like you know oh glorious gaius emperor like we love you so much we prayed for the death of tiberius while he was on his little weird pleasure island because we wanted you so badly to be the emperor and you'd think he'd be like, oh, cool, cool, cool. And he is kind of. But at the same time, he's like, wait a minute. If this guy prayed for the death of Tiberius and then Tiberius died, maybe the gods are listening to those prayers of these, like, dumb peasant people. So he starts to think, he doesn't punish these people. He's like, these guys love me. <laughs> but he starts to think, wow, I've exiled people myself and maybe what they're praying? praying against me to die. Ooh. So he has some of his exiled people just murdered, like, just straight killed. What? I thought you were going to say he brought them back and made them, like, love him again. No, no. The people that he had exiled. No, I know, but I thought you were going to be like, oh, he reversed the oh, exile no. and let them back in. No, no, no. He has them murdered. Too much work. No, he has them murdered. Well, I'm not sure they're going to think any better. Just, they're going to get to heaven or hell and be like, no, seriously. <laughs> this guy's a douche. Just some big murder. He's like, you know what? If they if they can't pray, then we're fine. Just keep them quiet. Ooh. So, yeah. So, he hasn't killed. Um, he also... He's a bit of a tyrant right now. Yeah. Like, oh, he's, he's a tyrant. Fucking yeah. Lil Boots is a tyrant now. But at least um, his army look cute with little shell necklaces. They look they adorable. Like... They're little... Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he also finds a man who he thinks is too handsome. <laughs> and uh, on a weird side note, Caligula was actually, as an adult, kind of ugly. Not because he's like, I got an ugly face or anything, but apparently he was fairly hairy, which is like not popular at the time. Not like, you know, but Ugh. you know how some men are just hairier. Yeah. But apparently being hairy like wasn't in fashion. Right. So he's a bit hairy. Um, and I guess like, I don't know, there must have been a story that went behind this of somebody saying something the first time that pissed him off. But he forbade anyone from mentioning goats in his presence due to his hairiness so i guess somebody goats? some yeah i guess somebody <laughs> at some point somebody called him a goat and that was outlawed you could not mention goats in his presence even talking about like your goat farm like if you're a goat herder you just don't speak you'd have to have a code word like um my cucumbers did great on the hill today so good thank you very much but uh yeah so he couldn't mention goats but also so he meets this man who's too handsome and uh he's like you gotta kill this man he's just too handsome um and the man's father is like please don't kill my son like it's not his fault he's just too handsome <laughs> he can't help it <laughs> we'll make him ugly we'll do something he'll just constantly walk we'll, around like with his face all like all scrunched up we'll yeah. smear him in dirt and mud Rapids. like he'll never look as good as you because you're the emperor and yeah it doesn't convince him oh, so no. um he, not handsome man no so he executes handsome man and just straight up kills him. Yeah, he just had and him killed. The reason is literally you're, you're just too pretty. And then he makes, Shit. and then he he's like, but the father, he's like, oh, but like I've just got off so well with this father. We had a nice chat about how handsome <laughs> his son is. So he makes the father have a meal and like a whole drink with him after the execution, as if the dad's in like a celebratory yeah. mood. Yeah, he said, let's just hang, let's just be pals. And the guy, the the man, of course, knows that like if he were to be like grieving for his dead son that puts him in danger of like the emperor going nuts again he'd be dead too so he has to like just kind of awkwardly like smile and grin and bear it through this horrible like celebratory dinner of the death of his own child that so, is awful little boots is messed up now again little boots has lost his shit again some of these stories might be i'm actually so disappointed in might him. be exaggerated 
Um, but, you know, this is what people are saying about him. So even if he didn't do them, this is what people think of him, which is in a way almost worse. Yeah. Um, he also at one point threatened to beat the god Jupiter to death. He's so worried about people praying to the gods about him. He should stop sending them, like, going to war with the gods himself. He's like, Who cares? He's like, he just gets drunk one night and he's like, Jupiter, I could take him. <laughs> he's like in the garden, you know, when you go outside for like some air and he's just like, you. Does <laughs> Jupiter even lift? Can you hear me? <laughs> Jupiter is the king of the gods. He's Zeus. Yeah, I feel like he's gone high. And he's just, he's like, I could take him. He's like, I'm going to fight with like the big I'm on the Caligula. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not it's not great. Like honestly, the prayers are not a thing. The fact that yeah. he's fucking around declaring war yeah. on the sea is more of a problem. So, yeah, basically that sums up the fact that this guy's nuts. Oh, and, so sad. And so, if we skim through the rain slightly, yeah. um, that's some of the stuff he's done after the death of Drusilla. Um at this point his two sisters remaining, Lavilla and Agrippina, and also Drusilla's widower, who's called Lepidus, mm-hmm. um, they start to think, wow, this guy's crazy. And the thing is, is that... Um, he is a bit crazy. He, yes. Caligula loved Drusilla when she was alive so much, in whatever capacity that was, that he had actually named her as his heir, which is a bit odd, because she's a woman. So that's not really a thing. But she'd obviously been married to a man called Lepidus, which kind of also makes Lepidus the heir. Right. So when Drusilla is dead... Um, Lavilla, Agrippina, and Lepidus team up, and they're like, we need to overthrow him. Like, we love our brother, but he's a nut. Little A is going to overthrow little, little boots. Little A is going to overthrow little boots. Shit. They're like, this guy's crazy. And, like, and I want to stress that it would have had to have been, like, oppressively terrible. Because for them, I mean, you know, they're upper class. So even if he's doing all these crazy things. It's not to them. It's, it's also safer for them, for him to be emperor. Because... You know, the hope, I guess, is that maybe Lepidus takes power, but it might not work. And whoever comes next could act out against the two remaining children of Germanicus, the two daughters left. So it's really dangerous to do this. So they really have to be thinking, it is worth it to do this. So it's clearly, they're, like, in a terrible position. So, like I said, I mean, they have Vestal Virgin status. Uh, you know they're losing the head of their family which is dangerous to and there's no more like he's the last son so they're not going to have a head of the family so who protects them after that um you know like just being in a close relationship to the person who is the emperor like those are all things that they are willingly giving away with the hope that they can take him down so it's obviously a really bad time (laughs) and so um so they make this plan to kill him, and then Lepidus will become emperor. And there's rumors at this time that Lepidus might have been sleeping with one or both of the remaining sisters. Uh, of course. Now, he of was. course, it doesn't like you know. This is one of those things where like they easily could not have been, and they're just plotting. Mm-hmm. But it's easier to make the story about like sexual intrigue. So they could have been, they could not have been. It's hard to know. Uh, a lot of people think that he was at least sleeping with Agrippina, but again, that might just be to, like, tarnish her reputation. Is she still married to creepy old guy at this point, or is he dead? Yes, they're still married. Right. Um, and so the idea was that they would make Lepidus emperor, um, and then Agrippina would divorce creepy old guy, because, mm-hmm. I, like I said, divorce was pretty common back then, and um, she would then marry Lepidus, and they, you know, as the kind of heir through his deceased wife yeah now married to another child of germanicus like that works kind yeah. of it's not ideal but it works that um, is like really third wheeling <laughs> in the plotting <laughs> yeah i mean i think like for all i know like it could have worked another way as well but that's like kind of what we think was gonna happen oh, um, does that mean it doesn't happen no 
So this is called The Plot of the Three Daggers, and it's not going to pan out because Caligula will find out. Lepidus is going to be put on trial, and he will be executed. So he'll be found guilty of plotting against the Little Boots is on a mad murdering spree. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, they were actually plotting the kill. (laughs) Yeah, but the handsome man wasn't. No. They wouldn't be plotting against him if he wasn't going crazy. Yeah, um, if they didn't so, look out of the back window and see him fighting the sea, they might have been like, I'm sure he's okay. Yes. When he was prostituting his sisters, potentially, Suetonius goes on to say that Caligula was the readier at the trial of Lepidus to condemn them, his sisters, as adulteresses and privy to the conspiracies against him. So he'd been prostituting them out. They're like basically hoes. Yeah. Um, and so obviously they're going to be working with this guy in like a sexual capacity. And, you know. So this is the guy who literally was the pimp. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, they've been sleeping around and planning shit. That's not shit. cool. <laughs> and then, of course, Suetonius, who's writing about this way after it all happens, also, like, hates women and mm-hmm. thinks that they're all, like, sexual conniving beasts. So he's going to play into he's it as well. He's awful at that. So he's the worst. Um, <laughs> in summary. But, yeah. So in summary, he sucks. Um, Caligula sucks. But he finds this all out. Um, Lepidus is killed. And um, then Agrippina, who was supposedly sleeping with him... Um, has to go from where the trial is back to Rome. And he, Caligula, decides to do, like, the most evil thing um, and do a 180 on their mother's walk. So she has to carry the ashes of the man that she (gasps) maybe was sleeping with, a known traitor, and walk through the streets back to Rome. Um, And so this one, of course, isn't, like, you know, people on the streets crying because that Germanicus they loved. This is, like, a traitor to the empire. And they're like, boo. And the traitor's conspirator, the sister of the emperor who was conspiring against him, having to carry the ashes back. So people are not happy. And the thing is, is that one thing that's worth noting is that Caligula was hated by the Senate. He was hated by kind of the upper classes. But the poorest people loved him. He's cutting taxes, which there's no money to do mm-hmm. that. They need the taxes. Uh, he's cutting the taxes. He's still trying in ways that he can, except for the weird thing with the sea. The he's still trying to help the military. So the people actually really like him. He's a terrible guy. So when but she like, was walking along, they were like, how dare you? We yeah, they're him. not happy about it. I mean, as long as you're not in row C, like, they're living pretty yeah. good lives. Um So she was kind of made to like do a whore's walk, a real walk of shame. Yeah. So it's basically what Cersei had to do, but not naked. (laughs) And instead of holding, it's not even like it's not even like in last night's clothes. It's literally like here's the ashes of the guy I was sleeping with. Yeah. Oopsie. Yeah. Oh no. Um. So yeah, they may have been lovers. They may not have been, but they made her do this walk as if they were. Was she divorced Um, at this point? No, she's still with her husband. (laughs) Awkward. Um, when she gets home with this guy's like ashes and she's like, yeah. hey honey, how was your day? She and her sister Lavilla are then sent into exile by her brother because oh. they are conspirators. Um, so she'll spend about three years in exile. Um, and this whole time they're sort of just kind of waiting, like hoping that she's going to die because it's just easiest to like send them off and be done with them. Yeah. Um, her son is at first in the care of her husband. Nero. Yes, yeah, so the Nero, son. her son, yeah. will be in the care of her husband. Um, while this is all happening, her husband will die. So Domitius passes away, her weird, creepy, older husband. Yeah. Um, and so her son is then taken into the care of a sister-in-law that she hates. So one of Domitius's sisters. His sisters are both called Domitia, which is really stupid. Did all of Jeremy's kids, except Little Boots, go into exile at one point then? Yes. Yeah, so they've all... That's yeah. not good, is it? Like, one no. for six. <laughs> <laughs> and and obviously that his wife had been in as well, so really oh, bad. 
Um, oh god. So yeah, so she's in exile. Her son is now in the in the hands of a sister in law that she hates, and um, her husband's and her husband's dead. Dead. Which I mean, she didn't like her husband, but like at least he was sort of a means to an end. Oh uh, yeah. Um, and it was protection to have a husband. Um, her brother Caligula obviously goes absolutely like off the rails. He's been doing all this crazy stuff, and eventually. The people, uh, not the people, the people are fine, but, like, the higher classes are like, this dude's nuts. Um, so, eventually, there's another conspiracy against him. And, um, if, like, while <sighs> she's in exile, her brother Caligula, his wife Sezonia, she was a nut as well. Absolutely bloodthirsty. Um, she's really interesting, but I don't have time to get into her. Um, and their daughter were all murdered. So, they were, like, super stabbed. Oh, God. Um, so, all <laughs> three of them killed. Stabbed. So Caligula, Little Boots, has now exited the story, more villain than hero, but we'll always remember him. As so he the, got stabbed. Yeah. And he's now dead. He got dead. So oh, but we'll always remember him as the little baby that he once was. Little Boots. There was a good little time. Boots. I in feel his like life. that was the point when he when he started going crazy, when he did the whole Rosie thing. That's when we should start calling him Caligula. Yeah. I feel like that's when he lost his <laughs> little boots innocence. <laughs> and he became this new man of horror. Yeah. Um, he yeah, a monster. So he, yeah, he gets super stabbed, and he, his wife, and his daughter are all killed. I mean, very sad for anyone to get super stabbed, but at this point, I feel like he was kind of asking. It's for like, it. yeah, at this point, maybe I feel bad it was for the, the time. Daughter. Yeah, she probably um, didn't do anything. And so the throne now, of course, uh, he becomes emperor. So little A, yeah. um, obviously, she has a son. Um, that's not where we're going because he's oh. still a child. Okay. And like I said, they yeah. don't do the children thing. So the throne will actually sort of go back up the family tree a little bit because they've kind of, right. with the exception of Nero, they've sort of... They've killed off the They've done branch. what they can do with this <laughs> slight branch. But um, their father, Germanicus, he has a younger brother yeah. called Claudius. So their uncle Claudius. And he is the next to get the title. Um, he takes it very reluctantly. He doesn't particularly want to be the emperor. Well, I um, feel like the last one got super stabbed. Super stabbed. And the one before got poisoned, so. No, that one didn't get poisoned. The last one's the one who, the one before that's oh, the one who died of, like, natural death. agey kind of things. Yeah. After um, drinking his life away. Yeah, after drinking his life away. Um, yeah, so it's not great. He doesn't really want to be the emperor. But his brother was, his brother, the non-emperor Germanicus, was poisoned, probably. So, yeah. You know, he knows how this goes. He's not really into it. Um, but he's going to take the title, and that's where we're actually going to end this episode. Um, because there's... If you thought the first half of her life was bad, it's actually only going to get worse. I feel like this was a story of Little Boots rise and fall. <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> Little Boots and his effect on his sister. Um, with that, uh, we'll just end there. And Holly will be back for part two. Um, and we'll be finishing up Agrippina's life. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening. As usual, you can follow me on all of my social media platforms, so find me on Twitter, it is at happyhistorypod, Instagram at happyhourhistorypod, Facebook just happyhourhistorypodcast, you should find my logo when you search it, my Gmail is happyhourhistorypod at gmail.com, so please feel free to send me emails if you have any topic requests or questions or just want to say hello. You guys can also find me on Patreon where you get exclusive Patreon content if you become a patron, and that is patreon.com slash happyhourhistorypod. And then lastly, just a kind of update reminder, you guys can find merchandise for many of our figures on 
the tea public site so it's teepublic.com slash user slash happy hour history podcast and if you guys cannot remember any of those things that is completely fine all of the links will be in the show notes so you can just search straight from there and follow along the show in the ways that you would like to. So thank you guys for listening, and Holly and I will be back for part two shortly, and happy Women's History Month. Uh, It's been really nice to be able to tell so many fabulous stories about really, really interesting women throughout history, especially the ones who maybe don't get the recognition they probably deserve. Uh, Agrippina is sort of an interesting one to do during Women's History Month because it does get quite dark, but she's somebody that I think is really fascinating. So I'm really excited to be telling the story. And we will obviously be doing many, many more interesting women throughout the coming year. And uh, so I'm really excited about that. So thank you guys all for listening.